superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This I am a peacock! You gotta let me fly! This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's just settle this. Peacocks don't fly. They fly, they fly a little bit. They yeah. get a real run. About as much as a penguin. The peacocks did it again! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Shaheen Holloway, the head coach of the St. Peter's Peacocks. You know what I told, I told us I told you that when I caught they had some fun. Today's guests, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero, CBS Sports College basketball reporter John Rothstein, plus your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey everybody, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We spent hour number one talking about the latest uh, that happened over the weekend that Deshaun Watson's now a Cleveland Brown. And Baker Mayfield is going to be on the move. Question is, is when are, are the Falcons going to keep Matt Ryan or not? Uh, apparently that decision needs to be made in the next 24 hours because uh, there are bonuses on the line right here. What's Seattle's plan? What is Atlanta's plan B if um, they do actually send Matt Ryan somewhere? And what is the Saints plan B now? What is Carolina's plan B that they were the first really uh, out of the running to not get back in like Cleveland did. Uh, we talked about our brackets as well. Uh, if you missed anything, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show is the way to keep up with everything. Our podcast is available where Cumulus podcasts are all available, which is uh, everywhere. Um, and joining me right here uh, on the front uh, of everything that we just laid out for the NFL on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is my colleague from the NFL Media Group who's just been fantastic uh, covering everything in this crazy, mixed-up NFL world. He's Tom Pelissero. How you doing, Tom? Slightly calmer than I was one week ago at this time, but we're not done yet, Rich. I bet. I know there's still so many uh, guys out there, but I'm, I'm still, I still haven't turned the page, as they say in our, in our business. Um, how did the Browns get back in on Watson? Was it born out of Mayfield saying, I want out, and they decided, well, uh, one way to – move on then uh, and get out of all this is to um, is to get Watson anyway? The Browns gave Deshaun Watson 230 million reasons to choose Cleveland, fully guaranteed. They were told they were out on Thursday morning. They came back later on that day. I was told uh, by somebody involved in the situation that when Deshaun Watson went to bed on Thursday night, there was maybe a 10% chance that he was going to be a Brown. But he woke up and continued to think on the roster, on uh, the general manager, Andrew Barry, who had been so aggressive pursuing him, on the owner, Jimmy Haslam, who uh, you know really impressed him with his knowledge of the football operation. And then there was the contract. I mean, Rich, this is not just within the context of Deshaun Watson and the serious allegations of sexual misconduct that he continues to face in 22 civil lawsuits and NFL investigation that uh, could lead to a suspension, even though he was not criminally charged. Uh, this is a unprecedented contract in every way, so much so that 
when I was talking to general managers and other front office people and people were reaching out directly to me, obviously there's a lot involved with the Watson situation and there were various reasons the other teams involved were not willing to do a contract like this. But at a very base level, contracts like this don't exist in the NFL. And so somebody I respect very much in the league told me they just changed the entire landscape of the economics of the NFL because all of a sudden it's a five-year guarantee, $230 million, which means that not only does Watson get paid $46 million this year, but Jimmy Haslam has to put a $184 million check into escrow by next March 31st to cover the remaining guarantees. Teams don't do that. And now for everybody who's got a franchise quarterback coming up, whether it is Lamar Jackson, who is in the midst of talks, whether it's you know guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who are kind of going to be coming up soon, Kyler Murray, who wants and expects a contract ASAP from the Cardinals. This is the new benchmark, and it's so far beyond any other deal we've seen in terms of guaranteed money that this has the possibility uh, to be an inflection point, and we'll see. You know, obviously not everyone's going to have the leverage from a football perspective that Deshaun Watson did, but we'll see how this now has an impact on future contracts because well, there's a lot of teams that aren't happy about this. Well, you should you, you were right to say leverage from a football perspective because Watson had no leverage from an outside of football perspective, and I'm sure that's what prospective agents are going to be saying, you know, about Justin Herbert and you know or anybody else Burrow coming up, assuming you know they don't have any off the field. Um, you know, issues that that garner uh, a, an absurd number of civil lawsuits that's filed against him. So um, why did the Brown like what due diligence best you can tell did the Browns do on Watson where they felt comfortable doing this, knowing that they'd have to sell it to a fan base and knowing that Watson will have to do that uh, personally at some point as well? I would say, broadly speaking, the teams involved in Deshaun Watson trade talks, did extensive background work. Some of them hired uh, private investigators to go to Houston, um, certainly getting in touch with various people involved with the legal process. And obviously the attorney representing the 22 women in the civil lawsuit says that he was not reached out to, nor were his clients. Uh, but there was substantial digging that went into this, reference work. Uh, and, and listen, I, I certainly understand the sensitivity of the matter and the concerns that a lot of people have uh, about the totality of this, particularly when you're fully guaranteeing someone $230 million and indemnifying them against um, having to give that up if eventually uh, they are, you know, Deshaun Watson is suspended by the league. Um, but teams, you know, you, you aren't putting this type of capital and this type of contract forward if you do not have a level of confidence, not certainty, but confidence that there are not going to be further allegations, that behavior, um, that decision-making is going to change, and that Deshaun Watson realizes that um, he's going to need to be completely on the straight and narrow and you know, reestablish himself, as they said in their statements in the community. Uh, again, I understand that that's not going to be uh, enough for plenty of people, and I'm, I'm sensitive to that. And I think that the Browns understand what they were dealing with here. But, you know, again, what is the goal of NFL teams? It's not to have 90 of the perfect citizens. It's to win football games. Like it or not, that's their job is to win football games and make money. Deshaun Watson can help the Browns do both those things, and they were willing to 
take all the risk on that Houston had been carrying over the past 14 months by keeping him on the roster. Uh, that now transfers to Cleveland. So, Tom, tell me, what is Watson's camp telling you, right? Because um, we have not heard publicly from Deshaun Watson uh, outside of an occasional, I guess, what, um, social media post at all. And so, you know, the void is filled with people who feel outraged that somebody who has these civil lawsuits hanging over him gets this sort of guaranteed money before they even hear from him as to why he deserves it or why, you know, it's deserving to think he's turned a corner or everything that has been said about him is false. So what what are they saying about all of this from what you hear, Tom? I would say for the same reason that Deshaun Watson invoked the Fifth Amendment in his civil deposition that came on the same day that the grand jury was hearing uh, the district attorney's findings on the criminal side, you will, it is unlikely that Deshaun Watson is going to make substantive er, statements regarding his actions, regarding any alleged incidents, regarding anything, really, prior to those civil cases also being resolved. Now, part of the reason that Watson and his camp have made clear that he was not willing to settle uh, across the board, reach a global settlement prior to this on the civil side, uh, was that he wanted to not have non-disclosure agreements. In other words, he wanted to be able to comment publicly, and in turn, all the women would also be able to uh, comment publicly, which is the opposite of how this uh, normally goes. So I would anticipate there's going to be a point in time where you are going to hear from Deshaun Watson where he is going to go on the offensive, as he may have or may not have, we don't know, in the most recent deposition when he did not uh, invoke the Fifth Amendment. So it's it's complicated on so many levels, just because you also have the NFL investigation. The NFL has spoken with uh, a certain number, I don't know the precise number, but they have spoken with multiple women who were involved in the cases. Uh, now that the criminal side of things are closed, that's when the NFL, based on its investigatory process, gathers more information so they don't interfere in any criminal investigations. But so evidence, um, you know, whatever it might be, that the NFL now is trying to get that into their hands. Uh, and their disciplinary decision is going to be on a different standard under the personal conduct policy. So one side of this, with the grand jury not criminally charging Deshaun Watson, obviously is over for now, uh, but the civil suits, the NFL investigation, those are still moving, and so it doesn't really benefit Deshaun Watson to say a great deal publicly right now, particularly when, amidst, as you mentioned, Rich, the silence, the relative silence that he's had for a long period of time, came out with him on the other side, going a place where he gets to play with a really good team and make $230 million fully guaranteed over the next five years. Tom Palisaro, NFL Media Group colleague of mine right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What, what about Baker now? Let's talk about the plan for him before we get to some other teams' plan Bs now that they've lost on, on out on Watson. What do you got for me on Baker? Well, Baker wanted the fresh start, and he is now going to get it. The complicating factors are you've got a player who's fully guaranteed over $18.8 million next season and is coming off a season where he was really hurt. He played hurt the entire season and didn't play nearly to the level that he had uh, back in 2020 when the Browns went to the playoffs and won their first playoff game in 26 years. Uh, this may be a situation where the Browns need to eat some money 
in order to get value. It sounds like the price, at least out of the gate, was roughly what the 49ers want for Jimmy Garoppolo, what the Falcons initially wanted for Matt Ryan. Most of these guys, the price starts out as a second-round pick and an additional pick. I find it hard to believe, not impossible, but hard to believe that the Browns are going to get that price because also the entire league knows that they have to trade Baker Mayfield, (laughs) that there's no path forward for him uh, on the roster at this point. It's an interesting spot because so, you know, early on, I think in this offseason, it was a seller's market when you looked at the names and the vacancies. Now you can argue it's a buyer's market because for a team like the Colts, Somebody, Garoppolo's got to go somewhere. Matt Ryan may have to go somewhere. Baker Mayfield definitely has to go somewhere. Marcus Mariota is still looking for a job. Andy Dalton is looking for a job. Jameis Winston all likely will end up back in New Orleans, but for the moment, he remains a free agent. You don't need to jump out and get the one guy. There's a bunch of people available. And meanwhile, these teams are looking at, the, the selling teams are looking at the vacancies and seeing fewer and fewer, they may become more motivated to deal somebody sooner than later. So where Baker ends up, that's to be determined. I know that he would like to end up with the Colts, um, but the Colts have, uh, as I mentioned, a variety of different options on the table. Uh, I'll be fascinated to see where Baker lands and how he plays because, again, we got the best of Baker Mayfield in 2020. Last year was plainly not his best, and he was playing through multiple significant injuries. Um, where his career goes from here, all I know is Baker Mayfield has always played his best when he feels like he's been slighted, when he's got that edge and that chip on his shoulder, and he absolutely is going to have an average. So uh, is Seattle in on this at all? Seattle's in an interesting spot because they traded for a quarterback or received a quarterback in the Russell Wilson trade who they liked a lot coming out, Drew Locke, who's – He's really athletic, and he's tall, and he's got a cannon arm. Um, you know, he's been inconsistent, but was playing in an offense that probably was not best suited to his strengths or the strengths of the uh, the players around him in Denver. So they envision him at least competing for the job. But you know, John Schneider, the general manager in Seattle's in on you know one of those guys who's always going to be in on every deal. Absolutely, I think that another quarterback trade would not surprise me. Drafting a quarterback would not surprise me. I think that they'll be talking to everyone. You know, you, you you probably have your doubts about whether or not the 49ers would trade Jimmy Garoppolo within the division, but virtually everything else, uh, I would anticipate Seattle is examining everything because, you know, there's not a firm starter there. Fair to say it. They like Drew Locke. They think he can develop. They are interested to see him compete for the job, but if something else presents itself, I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't think that it stopped John Schneider or Pete Carroll from uh, doing what they want to do. A few minutes left with Tom Pelissero, my colleague from uh, NFL Network, NFL Media Group here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you, you referenced Matt Ryan moments ago. What is the deal with him? Um, I just That's the opener. Um, let me put a couple more meat on the bone here. Because, you know, the difference between him and Baker Mayfield is there. there's many of them. Uh, he he never he didn't send out a, a message to Atlanta, even though this is the second straight year the Falcons were kicking tires either on a fourth overall selection to replace him or Deshaun Watson. And so what's going on with him with a roster bonus, money, and the feasibility of him staying or the, the cost of him leaving? What's the deal with Matt, Ryan? Well, the Falcons have been having trade talks involving Matt Ryan since before um, they found out that they were out on Deshaun Watson. And there certainly was a point in time where the Falcons thought that Watson was going to be coming to Atlanta. Uh, There have been multiple teams engaged. The Colts 
being a significant one um, that have been um, you know, talking for several days now. You have to get to a price point. You also have to work something out contract-wise because Matt Ryan's got two years, $54 million left, no guaranteed money. Um, he changed agents recently. Uh, you would anticipate that a contract would need to be a part of any deal. But Matt Ryan's in a spot where, yeah, he's been the quarterback for 14 years in Atlanta. He's won an MVP. And here the Falcons are going after uh, somebody else. You know, it, it certainly casts doubt on his future. Uh, it does not sound like Matt Ryan was particularly pleased. The team did loop him in, but he was not pleased uh, about those, uh, you know, trade talks with Watson. And so exploring other things, including a, a potential landing in Indianapolis, makes perfect sense. Okay. And the plan B you mentioned for the Saints is Jameis? That's the plan B for the Saints? It certainly sounds that way. I, again, I wouldn't take anything off the table. They still taste some hill. They have Ian Booker they drafted last year. But you know, if, if Jameis is going to land one spot, now a chance to start New Orleans is it. And what about Carolina? What's their plan B, Tom? With Carolina, they still got Sam Darnold, who's fully guaranteed like eighteen million dollars this season. So that's your starting point. Um, you know, they they were in hard on Deshaun Watson for a year and a half. You know, going all the way back to last year, they made about five or six different pushes. We're not able to, um, you know, make a deal uh, for him. So, again, they're a team that's in a position of you've already got one quarterback that you're paying money to. Do you add a second? They don't have a ton of picks because of all the trades they've made. Do you uh, put out additional draft capital? Are you better off with a Marcus Mariota? Uh, they were really hopeful that they were going to be able to land a Sean Watson. It didn't happen. And so they're kind of another team that's resetting here and figuring out what they want to do. And let's say if the Colts are successful in getting Matt Ryan, right, then then what would the Falcons' plan B be? Would they go for Baker? Is it possible Baker winds up without a starting seat this year if the Colts go with Matt Ryan, do you think, Tom? <laughs> It's it's definitely possible. I mean, because you just don't have that many starting spots left. You know, that's always the issue when you're talking about quarterbacks who become available uh, at this time of year. Now, I would think what Baker wants is to go someplace where he at least has a chance to compete. And I would not think anybody is taking on 18.8 million to have him not be the starter. Again, if the Browns eat a good chunk of that, could they get some value? And Baker goes someplace where it's not a clear starting job. That's that's definitely possible too. Um, there's just there's a bunch of guys. I mean, look at the number of high picks we're talking about here. Baker was the number one overall pick. Jameis was the number one. Marcus Mariota was number two. Cam Newton was a, a number one overall pick who we haven't even mentioned and is probably not going to be starting somewhere, but could easily be within the league this year. Matt Ryan was a number three overall pick. I mean, that's, that's a lot of, you know, yes. we're talking about prime names and, and prime quarterbacks here, and there's just not going to be a spot for all of them to be starting in the NFL. Tom, you're the man. Great work. Thanks again. Uh, look for my call. I'd love to have you on again. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Love to do it, Rich. Thanks. You got it. At Tom Pelissero. You should follow him. I should. I do. It's been dynamite. Dynamite. Let me just spend one more minute on this. Is it possible Baker Mayfield winds up with no starting job in the NFL this year? Is it possible that Indianapolis snags Matt Ryan, which you say our boy Glaze at Fox is saying they're attempting to do, right? It's in the works, according to Glaze. Okay. So does Atlanta go in that direction? Does Atlanta go and get Baker Mayfield and bring him to Atlanta for a one-year 
run to see how he is? Atlanta has the ninth overall pick this year. Correct. Right? Excuse me, eight. Eight. And, so, and again, do they? But do you use it on Pickett or Malik Willis or well, just rock and roll? But those guys are not ready to start right now. You're throwing them in a very deep end of the pool. That's the that's the sense. Of course you can do. Yeah, it. of course you can just start a guy. But yeah, I mean, I I think if Josh Rosen is there, I don't know who their third 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 quarterback is, but they do have a couple of veterans on the roster, so you could just draft a Josh guy. Josh Rosen's not even on their depth Josh chart Rosen's right now. It's Philippi Franks who's their second. I mean, go. like they would be flat out thrown definitely into the market of do they get Mariota? Right? I mean, right. You could get him on a cheap one year, I suppose, rather than trading I, for Baker I Mayfield. And then where where else? It's definitely not the AFC East. It's definitely not the AFC North. The AFC South would be all filled up. Texans had a shot, shot to get him back. They said no thanks. In the trade. They said no thanks to Baker Mayfield. And that's consistent with what we've heard from Houston this whole time. They were not interested in a quarterback. And supposedly though. Tua as well, right? Right, right. The AFC West, <laughs> on, we'll move on. Does does Washington, do the commanders, just, they're all in on Carson Wentz. They put his, his softball, you know, Letterman yeah, jacket, jacket on him. And all that. The Giants got Terod Taylor. Right. So they don't need to go for Mayfield there. The Eagles are Jalen Hurts, right? Seattle, I mean, but Seattle like would. Tom would, said they like Drew Locke and the draft right. process. And obviously, before. the rest of the NFC West does not require his services. Does Carolina go in his direction and put the top two quarterbacks from the 2018 draft class together? They're kind of the same guy, right? Sam Donald. Well, don't forget. Mayfield. Well, I mean, I don't think they're the same guy. But don't forget that uh, the draft is still out there. The NFC North, does Detroit take a shot on him? Because golf is there. I mean, I'm just literally throwing out things up against the wall here. Where would he even go to back up? From what I just mentioned, you know what I mean. And like, he doesn't want to do that. So he's no wonder he's like he wants to go to Indianapolis. Would the Saints go and take him? I don't know, man. Which is once again why. Let me bring it all full circle. I like weaving tapestries here. Three man. Thank you. It's why Kyler Murray wants his money now. Why he wants his money now. Yeah, you don't want to get caught up in this. Yes. Well, Baker Mayfield wins a playoff game. Let me say this once again for the Cleveland Browns. He wins a playoff game, doesn't just win a playoff game, wins a playoff game in Pittsburgh. He spanked. The Browns spanked Spank Big Ben. Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers and sent them into a tailspin. Okay, Steelers had the longest undefeated record in the NFL in 2020. And then they started reeling, and then the Browns kept it going and sent them packing. And they went to Kansas City and were very competitive in that game. When is Baker Mayfield at all more valuable than that moment? Didn't get paid. Year four happens, falls apart. Look at him now. 
Kyler Murray, you could see say, well, Kyler Murray's so much better than Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's won a playoff game. Kyler Murray got smoked in his one playoff appearance. Embarrassing. Smoked. He threw a pick. He threw a pick six from his own two yard line from his <laughs> in his, from his own end zone. Yeah, bad. It was embarrassing. I was there. I I I couldn't believe what they looked like. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, after three years, has a had a better winning resume than Murray has right now. That's why his agent wants it now. There, but for the grace of football gods, go anybody. All right, Glaze is adding, uh, Falcons and Colts have been talking about this trade for a few days. Still a couple of hurdles to finalize, but hoping it gets done soon today. There you today. go. Soon today. Matt Ryan in Indianapolis would be a... That's what we said before. If you're Baker, you want Indianapolis. If you're Ryan, you want Indianapolis. I threw out staying put because, you know, kids and family and what have you, but that's two years in a row now that they've tried to upgrade... Get the hell out. He's done everything he could for that franchise. He's their greatest player ever. Let's just move on. Let's finish your we'll career somewhere else. And we'll see what the Falcons else. do. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, we will take a break. Uh, overreaction Monday still to come here on the program. Uh, I also uh, have a team that uh, is killing it in free agency. Killing it. As far as I'm concerned. Getting better. And they were already terrific. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Terzo in Iowa, what's going on? How you been, Counselor? All right. What's up, Terzo? What's up, what's up guys? Hey, uh, hey, TJ, thanks for, uh, thanks for the letter, my man. I do appreciate it. Lannister always pays his debt. Yes, indeed. What happened? Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, t- you could tell him, Terzo, what happened? Oh, I got a, I got a lovely letter from uh, TJ with a signed... Uh, Find $2 bill for uh, for our bet with Dallas uh, 49ers. So it was uh, pretty nice of him. I do appreciate it. Oh, okay. Terza, tell them about the letterhead, though. Oh, they, the they don't know about that. Awesome, Rich. Oh, you it's, sent uh, it to him at the T.G. Jefferson? Jefferson Esquire. Terza, did you got to tweet a picture I, of that out, please. I'm, I'm, I was I was definitely going to do it after uh, after I got on just to uh, just to throw that out to you. You it's, left it on my desk. Awesome. I think I left it back on your desk. You know, you you your letterhead is similar to the Kyler Murray letterhead, but yeah. it's you it's you uh, double overing on the Price Is Right. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's somewhere around. It's here, around but. here. But yeah, I owe Tozer I Terzo a That's dollar. So nice. Niners one. I kept forgetting. It was okay. a few weeks late, but I sent him a two dollar bill because two dollar bills are kind of my thing. 
And I send them the it. official Price is Right letter. It's quite a thing. What's going on in your <laughs> mind, Terzo? How dare you, Sean? Well, I was uh, I was down I was down in Florida last week for uh, for spring training, and it was something that we kind of my cousin and I planned. Unfortunately, we weren't able to catch any of the games, but I'm just really happy that baseball is back. You know, it's it's fun to it's fun to be able to uh, catch the game, especially during the summer. So that's one of the nice things. Um, $230 million for Deshaun. That is just, when I heard that, I lost, I lost my mind because that's just, that is just a crazy contract. Yeah. You know what, Terzo, it's, I, I, and thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, and, and I'm glad, uh, you, TJ, you're, you pay your debts like the Lannister that you are. <laughs> um, you heard Tom Pelissero say it. $230 million guaranteed. And you heard, because when you say guarantee, you've got to put that money into escrow the future years when you guarantee it. That's a large Haslam check to cut 180-something million bucks. And so the rest of everybody that's coming, Justin Herbert's agent, Burroughs' agent, Lamar Jackson himself, if he is his agent, it's like, well, the precedence is now this much money all guaranteed so you won't do that for me because I don't have 22 civil lawsuits hanging <laughs> right. over my head. Right. If you're Burrow, it's like, I, I took you to the Super Bowl. I, I, did, did you see the Bengals logo in the Super Bowl end zone? You're Herbert. You're, you're like, yeah, uh, I've done X, Y, and Z, and I hope for his sake that he he puts the uh, Chargers logo on the end zone in Arizona next February. It's possible the way that they're building their team right now. Smartly going all in on his first contract. Well, he's as inexpensive as he is on the cap. You heard that. That's going to change a lot. That's going to change a whole heck of a lot. Which is why... When you have the chance to go get your guy, you go get him. And certainly if that guy is somebody that is looking for a second chance for your team and you can bet on each other together and he's also not going to break your bank, that person's name is Matthew Stafford. And the Rams just re-signed him. Look at his contract terms. Would you mind pulling that up for me, Chris Brockman? You got it. Les Snead, by the way, gets Allen Robinson over the weekend. We'll talk about him later on. And then Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, Rich, signed a four-year, $160 million contract with the Rams, including a $60 million signing bonus, $130 million guaranteed, Average salary, $40 million per year. We are now in an era where that's not the most expensive contract. That's another $40 million a year quarterback this year. Josh Allen's one, right? Another one is Kirk Cousins, and another one is Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes isn't even, in, in, even there. And Mahomes signed what, that... Remember at the time, was it a half-billion-dollar contract? Just like, yeah. wow, that's an insane amount of money. He's not, he's not even one of the quarterbacks making $40 million a year right now. He will. He's coming around the corner. 
you make the deals like this, the Rams are Super Bowl champs. They just traded for Matthew Stafford, their first overall drafted quarterback, and other picks, including a first-rounder, this year. 32nd overall belongs to the Lions. They won it with Stafford. And that contract, the, the, those numbers bad. are absurd, right? They're, they're large. They're generationally life-changing for any other human being that has a pulse listening and watching this show right now. But compare it to what Cousins is making, same $40 million a year. How does it sound to you compared to what Deshaun Watson is just going to be making? How does that sound to you? Dak, Dak Prescott also at the $40 million tag. It's another one. How does that sound to you? If you're if you're the the Rams, all in. You want to be that team. That's the team. Obviously, you want to be the team that's defending Super Bowl champs. But you want to be that team that's got your guy. That's all in with you and for you. And you don't. You're not spending the most, and you're not on the line for the most. And you better get him signed right now. I mean, the Rams did it just as Watson was getting his guaranteed money. Unreal. How things have changed. And now, everybody's fungible all of a sudden. Matt Ryan's about to be an an Indianapolis Colt. After all those years with the Falcons. At age 36. That MR2 system's working. Working, man. And goes to a dome. Goes to a dome have to again. Change away plays. Frank Wright gets the adult that he wants. He's, I mean, damn, for a three. Are they going to trade one of the 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 the, the picks they got from? Did, did they flip Wentz into Matt Ryan? Essentially, wow. Talk about, Is that what they're about to do? Talk about winning that trade. <laughs> they turn Wentz into Ryan. Could they use one of the picks from the Washington Commanders to go get Matt Ryan? Is that really what's happening right now? How about that? We'll take a break. When we come back, overreaction Monday before um, we uh, start talking about that team that I had mentioned to you that I think is killing it in free agency and is so much better than they were the day before or the day after the playoffs. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Oh, yeah, there it is from Terzo. Our bet is paid off. (laughs) How about them Cowboys? That's how you sign your $2 bill. Very impressive. (laughs) Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit talking about the end of Arizona TCU. The end of this game, okay, TCU's uh, Mike Miles was dribbling right around half court, okay? And he gets mugged. Or he wasn't fouled. And he went over and back. <laughs> right. Okay, back he court. went in the backcourt. Neither was called. So if there's no call on the foul, how is he not turning it over and over and back? He went beyond the half-court line. He went into his backcourt. Right. Neither got called. Ball is loose. And of all people, Jason Terry's kid picks it up. Did you know that? Jason Terry's no. kid plays for Arizona. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he goes and dunks it at the buzzer. And it's pandemonium. Arizona wins, except the officials rightfully waved it off. 
because he went for the dunk. It was too late. The backboard was lit as he was putting it in. But then you look at the play. Everyone should check it out. When that moment at half court hit, the clock stopped for a split, what, couple tenths of a second or whatever? Like It says 2.2. It just stays there long enough for your naked eye to notice it. And had Terry's jam beaten the the buzzer, had he not jammed it, let's say he finger-rolled it, let's say he teardropped it, okay, it and put it in, they would have potentially had to wave it off after the case when they figured out how much time was really on the clock. If there was more time on the clock... Right, and he was saying, "Let the ball loose," and you could now figure out. Wait a minute, that shouldn't have counted because there was actually less time on the clock. Yeah, I'm just watching the end of it now. This is there was less so than two point two, so he he still didn't get it off, and he should have had less time. But what if he had finger rolled it, gotten it in? Well, wait a minute, there was really less time on the clock because it stopped for a split second. But to and your it, point, how is this not a foul? Well, it's, even if it's not a foul, how's it not an over and back? Yeah. Yeah. And also, the Matherin and one in overtime, I mean, it looks like a held ball for a split second. Then he rips the ball away from a defender and moved it's what appeared to be like every foot. Like, you know, sometimes the play is so... Um, choppy and so physical that the refs lose themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if they don't have a deep enough roster of officials. I'm assuming it's going to get better because now there's fewer games. But when you got a staff, you know, when you got a staff six games in a regional and then come back and staff for you know, to the next day, or, or or I guess six games an entire weekend, right? Four and then two. I I just don't know where they're getting some of these folks because it's way too inconsistent. Here I am bitching about officiating, but I, it looked great in the Michigan Tennessee game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rich trades official Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third round pick. Okay. How many times have we been on the air live over the last couple of weeks and there's been a major quarterback move? How about trading Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan? That's what the Colts did. It's a third-round pick. They got a third-round pick for Wentz. And you're sitting there saying at the time, boy, they screwed that one up because they gave up a one or a pick that turned into a one for Carson Wentz, and now all they're coming away is a three. And one of the picks can actually wind up being a two, depending on how much Wentz plays in Washington. And you've just upgraded from Wentz to to Ryan, and that's an upgrade. Big time. And so the Wentz deal... turns into basically one would think you can't call it a wash because a one is a one and we'll see what that one turns into 
But for the Colts to be seemingly hamstrung at the position, for them seemingly hamstrung at the position because of the way everything else was playing out. And Rodgers is staying put, and Wilson goes to Denver, and they decide Wentz is just so untenable, we're out and we'll figure it out. (sighs) And Ryan is the answer. That is just a chef's kiss maneuver for Indianapolis. Great move. I like it quite a bit. All right, two, th- two things, Rich. Uh, Ian Rapport saying that Mac gets a restructured contract and more guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Not sure how that's possible. And Mike Garofolo saying, now watch for Marcus Mariota to the Falcons. Yeah. Sources say Atlanta expected to pursue a reunion. Of course, Arthur Smith coached Mariota in Tennessee. So, yes, that's a nice fit right there. And we'll see. How about this, man? I mean... Let me just try and put this all together. So the Browns try for Watson, don't get him, upset Baker Mayfield, then get Watson, and now Mayfield, who wants to go to Indianapolis, isn't going to even go to Atlanta, which tried for Watson and... Turns out to be the team amongst everything going on with Watson. They're the team that winds up not getting Watson, but trading their quarterback anyway. Which is what we thought was going to happen with the Browns until Mayfield came in and said, I'm preemptively asking to get the hell out. So it's Atlanta that doesn't get Watson, tries for Watson, doesn't get him, trades their guy anyway. Indianapolis is a team that trades for Carson Wentz, gives up what winds up being a one, almost makes the playoffs and says, we've seen enough, get out. Washington raises their hands after they tried so hard for Russell Wilson, didn't get him. Their plan B is to get Wentz. Colts are beyond happy to accommodate that and wind up getting a pick that they flip for Ryan. Watson's new home is is Cleveland. And the guy who's left without a seat is Baker Mayfield. For the moment, we'll see if Seattle's game. We'll see if New Orleans is a fit. And we'll see Carolina. That's kind of the only other spot. And again, I don't know if Carolina can also. Maybe they should just go ahead and get uh, Josh Rosen from Atlanta too, so they can collect everybody from the 2018 first round that hasn't really panned out. Like, just have that as a, a quarterback menagerie in Carolina. Who's left? Well, first round. I mean, you got Josh Allen. He's not going anywhere, and you're not going to get Lamar Jackson either. Right. So it's Rosen, Darnold. Then you should get Baker Mayfield, too. Just get them all three and just, you know, relive that Dallas draft. I'm being facetious, of course. I just don't think so, especially since right now there's a pro day going on in Pittsburgh, and you're saying my colleague from the NFL media group, Aditi Kinkabwala, is saying Matt Rule is head over heels? Matt Rule has been spending hours with Kenny Pickett. Whose hand size, magi- magi- hand size magically grew an eighth of an inch. Yeah, yes. yeah, Kenny Pickett, uh, leaving all his numbers from the combine the same, but did get his hand remeasured eight and five-eighths hey, today. Man, look at that. 
Eight and five eighths. Did you grow one eighth of an inch today? I guess not. No, That's the I don't question so. you should all ask yourselves in the mirror. I, I did. I sat up. I don't think so. <laughs> Got to water and fertilize, man. <laughs> oh man, just get. He must be just doing a lot of this, you know. Just keep on pushing that. So now it's eight and five eighths. Now let's take a look at how many first rounders have gone uh, drafted at eight and five eighths, as opposed to eight and a half. <laughs> That's your quarterback carousel. Jimmy G still sitting out there probably saying, what's going yeah, on? Jimmy G. I thought I was supposed to go so many one of these places. Looks like he's without a seat, too. Oof. Unless the Niners just I keep just bring him back. Just bring him back. Why not? You're like a quarter away from the Super Bowl. True. Could that possibly happen? They just run it back with him? Come on. Crazier things have happened, and crazy things have happened. Devontae Adams is a the Ra- Raider. The so, but just let's just. Tom Brady up. is back. By the way, another quarterback just left the NFC. How easy are they going to make this for Tom Brady to go back to the Super Bowl? Matt Ryan just added himself to an AFC mix that now has. Let's get through it here. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson. Matt Ryan and Wilson, Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson and Mac Jones and Tua Tungo Vailoa <laughs> and Zach Wilson, Wilson from last year. And oh, Bob, did I mention Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean okay, <laughs> right. And then there's Jacksonville and you have to assume Trevor Lawrence is going to be better because there was a new athletic story today on Urban Meyer's tenure in Jacksonville. And wait for it. It's worse (laughs) than you thought. (laughs) And we already knew it was spectacularly awful. Unprecedentedly bad in Jacksonville. So you have to assume Trevor Lawrence just merely to have Urban out and Doug Peterson in. Peterson. He's now going to take a step forward. Matt Ryan's in the AFC South. The Colts just got themselves, by the way, one of the best players the Falcons have ever had. And he's going to now finish out his career in Indianapolis. He gets that A spot, A position. To have Frank Reich and Jonathan Taylor and a team that was seemingly ready for the playoffs last year. Matt Ryan's an Indy. Hmm. And then let's just finish this one off, too. How about this? Matt Ryan winds up in Atlanta because Bill Parcells wanted to go and shore up his offensive line for the Dolphins, who were shopping the groceries for at the time, right? When Jake Long out of Michigan. Matt Ryan winds up in, in Atlanta. Does his thing, wins an MVP, takes him to the Super Bowl, is up 28 to 3. We all know what happened there. Ryan had the Falcons playing better than the Falcons fans had seen, that's for sure. First class the whole way, all the time. All the time. He leaves with every possible record, right? Oh, yeah. He leads with every possible record the Atlanta Falcons quarterback spot could have. And he's now um, in uh, 
What is he top ten in the all time passing yards now? Is he on the he's outside? He's probably looking? higher. Hold on. I think he's higher. And Atlanta didn't go with a quarterback last year. He's eighth all time. He'll move in the seventh. He'll pass Dan Marino this year. So Matt Ryan's now done in Atlanta. Marcus Mariota comes in. He's going to have a chance now to do his Arthur Smith thing with Cordero Patterson and whoever else is there and Kyle Pitts. They've got to pick eighth overall. Do they go ahead and take one of those Ohio State kids at, at, at receiver? I mean, they've got tons of spots. That, yeah, they've got a lot of spots, they got to, spots to fill. To fill. Yeah. But Ryan's now off their books, I'd imagine. Or part of him's off their books. The Colts get Wentz gone. And it, Washington's got Wentz. Colts have got Matt Ryan. And the Falcons have got Marcus Mariota. I mean, the Colts win that one, right? Colts also gave up that number one pick, too, to Philly. for. We'll see what Philly does with that one. Matt Ryan will probably move into fifth all-time by the end of the season for passing yards. Man. He's about 4,000 and change behind Big Ben. And that's the seventh consecutive different starting quarterback to start a season for the Indianapolis Colts. How about them apples? The stacked AFC gets even more stacked. Hour number three, John Rothstein to talk NCAA tournament and so much more.